You could read my mind, love What a tale my thoughts could tell Just like an old-time movie About a ghost from a wishing well In a castle dark Or a fortress strong With chains upon my feet You know that ghost is me And I will never be set free As long as I'm a ghost You can't see That is Gordon Lightfoot. You know that song, If You Could Read My Mind. I bet that he never thought that it would be covered more than 100 times. Covered by the likes of Barbara Streisand, Andy Williams, Liza Minnelli, Johnny Mathis, The Bells, Glenn Campbell, and also by Carol Baker, who tweeted out today, you were a joy to work with, and I jumped at every chance just to be in your presence. This lump in my throat is so darn big, it's choking me. Today, Billy Joel took to his uh, baby grand, sat down and played that song. Sad morning over here. Rest easy, Gordon Lightfoot. He said, so sad to hear with the death of Gordon Lightfoot. He was a lifelong musical hero of mine. His songs were the heart of Canada. And Ian Thomas says, Gordon Lightfoot was a musical equivalent to the group of seven. Like to welcome Randy Backman, another fantastic Canadian artist, to the Kelly Cotrera Show. Randy, my deepest condolences on the loss of this uh, friend of yours and great Canadian musician, Gordon Lightfoot. What, what were your first thoughts when you heard that he passed? Well, I've lost a friend, and Canada has lost an incredible national treasure. Uh, he was like nobody else. <laughs> he was a Bob Dylan that I could understand because when, when they started out in the sixties, you couldn't figure out Bob Dylan's lyrics. They were like obscure and incredible things. Gordon Lightfoot, you understood every lyric and they were very descriptive. Not only did he write great pop songs, he wrote love songs and he wrote classics like, um, the record of Edmund Fitzgerald. I mean, that's a historical song and, and the great Canadian railroad trilogy, which I saw him do live many times. It would just captivate you for, a solid eight or 10 or 12 minutes, which is a long time in, in music. And he was a very amazing guy. Heard a lot of Canadian uh, musicians talking about Gordon Lightfoot today and the fact that he inspired them to stay at home in Canada and write from their perspective and encourage them to, you know, be fully Canadian. Did he inspire you in a similar way? Yes. When Burton Cummings joined the Guess Who, which was about 66, uh, I think Burton was still 18 at the time or 19. Uh, we wanted to write songs like Glennon and McCartney and Jagger and Richards. And uh, we had the fortunate experience in 67. It was a big celebration in Canada to play in Montreal. And we heard that Gordon Lightfoot was playing a nightclub there, a, a folk house. And so we went to see him. And we we shook hands because we're just, we're all guys then, right? We weren't, nobody was famous. Um, and um we sat there captivated for 90 minutes while he did all original songs and told a little story about each song. And we looked at each other and said, wow, if this guy can do this, the two of us together can do this. And he said, stay home, write your song. Don't go to Nashville. Don't go to London. Stay home in Canada. Write, make your song. Make your band for the Canadian. And that started the Backman Cummings um, songwriting partnership. And when we did our first album that had these eyes on it, the Wheatfield Soul album, we actually had a song called Lightfoot where we described it. If you look it up and Google it, you'll yeah. find Lightfoot by the Guess Who. We describe 
him coming out on stage, John Stockfish on bass guitar, then Red Shea. I mean, he had a great band, John Stockfish on bass and Red Shea. And it was just guitars, two guitars and um, bass when he started. Later, he got a drummer who was Barry Keane, who went way, way back. I knew Barry Keane when he was a little kid. His father, George Keane, used to run Quality Records along with George Struth. And he, they're the guy that gave us the name, the Guess Who. So way, way back in 64, we send in a record called Shaking All Over, and Quality renames us the Guess Who. We find out later the little kid, Barry Keane, became Gordon's drummer. Then he played drums on the BTO album on um, Looking Off Number One and, uh, and, um, and Blue Collar. Incredible. Everything's so incredibly connected. When, yeah. When you think back about the, those days, um, how, how present was Gordon Lightfoot in your circle of friends eventually? Well, we, we'd be basically based in Winnipeg, and then when I had BTO, we based in Vancouver. But as we would be crisscrossing the country, and a lot of times you're on a festival together, you see Gordon Lightfoot's on the festival. The best place to meet is in the afternoon when everybody's doing their sound check and arriving, or in your hotel lobby. Other than that, you're trying to sleep. Um, we'd run into him, we'd hug each other and talk, and we, he was thrilled we wrote a song called Lightfoot. Mm -hmm. Um, um just to tell him what an inspiration he was. Uh, also, uh, when I left the Guess Who and was uh, starting uh, BTO, uh, Neil Young got me a deal in LA with uh, Reprise Records. And I was down there, this like 1971 or something. Gordon had just ended his deal in Canada with United Art. He had signed with Reprise Records. I remember I saw him in the Continental Hyde House, which we called the Ride House, on Sunset there where everybody stayed. And we're in the restaurant. And I said, hey, Gordon, what are you doing here? He said, I just signed with Reprise Records. I said, I'm signing with Reprise Records. He said, did you sign with the producer they wanted? And I said, no, I produced myself. He said, well, I produced myself too, but I signed with a the producer they assigned me to. You should do the same thing. I said, no, I'm going to produce myself. His record came out with a guy's name on it. Famous. Mine came out without the guy's name. And then you realize, oh, the guy who's the producer and the A&R also spent the money for the record and you're going to promote the record that he produced. And so my first band, which was Brave Belt, went into oblivion. Gordon took off, and that's when he had his big hits in 71, 72, 73. And I don't know if you mentioned it, but the guy who wrote um, the Whitney Houston hit took that part from Gordon Lightfoot, from If You Could Read My Mind. Never walk in anyone's shadow. The wow. greatest love. The greatest love. And I think there was some sort of communication with lawyers there there wasn't a lawsuit but there's hey this is from gordon's song so if you play if you could read my mind by gordon and the greatest love with you you'll see that that middle thing is the same now, note for note now that we're talking to randy bachman about this you will never hear the greatest love of all and and not think of gordon lightfoot's if you could read my mind i was just thinking when you were you're telling that story about gordon asking if you signed on with the producer that quite a savvy businessman but then when you talk about the fact that he didn't go forth with a lawsuit that he might have actually won at least some cash out of that deal um, it shows that he might have been savvy, but he definitely didn't go for the jugular, right? Like he was he was no. smart, but not vindictive in a, any way, shape, no, shape or form. Sometimes the jazz guys, when they copy you, yeah. they call it a tribute. This is a tribute to Miles Davis, and they, they copy Miles Davis. So there's a polite way you can do it. And I've had that done to me mm -hmm. because you don't know where you get song ideas from. It could be... You could have been four years old in the crib and heard a song and it comes back to you in a flashback, or you could have heard it yesterday or somebody gives you a demo 
you hear it, you don't know where it came from. And if somebody notifies you and says, hey, this, I played you the song last year in your dressing room, and here's my copy, you go, oh, yeah, you're right, I'm sorry. Uh, let's let's put down a chorus because I did my own lyrics or whatever. And I think I heard a rumor that Gordon did the same thing. It wasn't a lawyer and a lawyer. They just contacted the guy. Mike, his name is Michael something. Yeah. Who wrote The Greatest Love. And um, worked it they out. They did a deal. But yeah. when you hear Whitney, you're going to hear Gordon. He's in there. Well, I think it's really interesting that you bring up the fact that jazz musicians just think, okay, well, you you know, you're it's kind of like an homage. It's inevitable that that will yeah. happen, right? Um, yeah. Because he, Gordon Lightfoot, a lot of people don't know, he went down to the States and studied jazz. Really? I didn't even yeah, know that. Yeah, he did. He went to school uh, for music in the States and studied jazz. And so then he came back up and, and you know, did his country Western and his, and his singer-songwriter stuff up here uh, in Canada. But uh, that was one of the things that he studied. And I can hear it in the phrasing. It seems that his, his it, it, you know, even as a child, and Randy, we've talked about, you know, Gordon Lightfoot in the past. Because the funny thing is, my first 45 was Gordon Lightfoot's Carefree Highway. And my brother got BTOs taking care of business the same day. And I traded him uh, because it just appealed to me more. But I think it was because my little brain could not, it, it, the, the phrasing was so challenging with Gordon Lightfoot and the way he sang, there was no one that phrases like that. Well, he, right? he also, he also wrote extraordinary lyrics. So yeah. when you write lyrics of a certain uh, iambic pentameter, if you want to call it that, that's da 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 that everything has to fall in that. He had such incredible lyrics that some of them were, two and three and four syllable songs. I mean, adjectives that were describing his, his idea, which I said, but he used adjectives and adverbs that were, that I understood and nouns and pronouns. When I listened to Bob Dylan's first or two album, he's singing stuff that I'd never heard these words put together before. So to me, Gordon Lightfoot was like a much cooler and Canadian version of Bob Dylan, but they were like contemporary. They were equals. Yeah. It's really sad that he's gone. Randy, I, I don't really have much time left with you, but I could talk to you for hours about music because you're just so fascinating, especially the way you tell, you know, the stories behind the music. But what's Gordon Lightfoot's legacy, do you think? A true Canadian, pure Canadian legend who never really left. Uh, he toured and rocked and rolled, if you can pardon my expression, until the very end. Um which is what we're we're all born to do. I mean, Willie Nelson just turned 90. Keith Richards played at his birthday party, okay? We're still rocking in the free world. Neil Young, myself, Burton Cummings, Fred Turner, we're all still alive, and we're all performing. And Gordon did right till the very end. I just saw pictures of him a month ago. He didn't look that healthy. None of us look that great anymore. It's the songs. I saw Sting on TV about... Three months ago, people, uh, the interviewers asked him about his songs, and he said, if I asked you where you were, and I would even ask you this now, what were you doing 10 years ago today, right now? You wouldn't know. What were you doing 15 years ago? You wouldn't know. What were you doing the first time you heard Early Morning Rain? Oh, I was in the car. My mother cranked it up. She said, isn't that great? What were you, what were you doing the first time you heard Leaving on a Jet Plane? Well, I heard it by Peter, Paul, and Mary. Then I heard a Canadian road. Then I found Gordon Lightfoot's version. So the music lives on forever gordon will live on forever through those songs and everybody's going to be looking now and covering his songs he had mm -hmm. an amazing he didn't have a dozen hits he had a dozen dozen hits you know it's just like hundreds of songs that were yeah. great an incredible so great. incredible loss yeah 
You know what I was doing when I heard uh, Gordon Lightfoot's Carefree, Carefree Highway? I was working at a trade with my brother for BTOs, taking care of business. Wow. See, that's cool. Randy, <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, your time as always. You're welcome very much. Have a great day. Randy Bachman on the loss, the great loss of Gordon Lightfoot.